0: I'm Lauren Green, and this is the Let's Meet for Coffee podcast. This podcast was created so I could have real, authentic, and encouraging conversations with my special guests and with you. We'll talk about faith, relationships, passions, and purpose. So, whether you like coffee or tea, mimosas or matcha, grab your drink and join us. We're going to keep it real, grow together, and have some fun. Hey, welcome to another episode of Let's Meet for Coffee. My name is Lauren, and today I have a special friend, Pernell Bobby. What to do? What to do? Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you and to learn from you. Um, today we are talking all about self-reliance. Yes. But before we get into that, um, just let everybody know a little bit about you.
1: Sure this is always the fun question right it's yeah. like it's like where do you go what do you what do you want to know about me what what's gonna really actually matter
2: yeah yeah
1: uh i guess if i if I looked at it, it's like i guess the only thing that really is important to know about me is like at least you know what impact am i looking to leave you know?
2: mm. and, and
1: what way am i looking to inspire people and that's where this topic self-alliance comes up i really truly believe the only thing that's really necessary to know about me is i put a lot of emphasis, practice, um, and development on being able to explore myself. And it really began right there for myself. Yeah. It only began to bleed into others because I feel like there's an aura, there's an energy that you begin to literally cultivate when you find yourself able to rely legitimately on yourself and I guess the things about me is I'm a, I'm a geek, you know, like, <laughs> I'm a straight geek. I got no problem mentioning that. I think more of us need to be loud about that. Like, yeah. I love the study. I love the study of mine. mind. Uh, I got into this by accident. Tell I, me about
0: that, because I know you help your clients, yeah. you help other people with this. So where were you at in your personal journey where you kind of just developed this skill, if you will?
1: Yeah. Well, I definitely would say that I, I, I would say I gave my mom a little trouble I, I definitely was <laughs> raised up on the single mom side But so at the same time all... my dad was really present At the same time like, He was really present in, uh, Especially within the financial sector mm-hmm. So we didn't struggle from a financial standpiece mm-hmm. um, But I also didn't necessarily have him present Which has its own impacts So I think that's where some of it started to begin Even if it was unconscious And I went to school Eventually my, my, It was like my mom's biggest dream Really, was like her dream bigger than mine's, And I've heard it since I was such a baby that this is a part of what we're going to get into about the psychology of it. She spoke so much since I was like two, maybe younger, that I'm going to college. I'm going to college. I'm going to college where it really was never even a thought that I could do something different. So I didn't even mm. pretend that I wanted to do something different or even question if I wanted to do something different. It's just what I knew I was going to do. And it came to a point where, like anything outside of that, I almost felt like it would have been a disappointment. So the self-reliance came where now it's like some of those 16 years old or so. That's when I started to give my mom a little more trouble, I guess. Started to like, you know, wanting to really think for myself, uh, do for myself, live for myself, just be for myself. Yeah. And I started to kind of unconsciously become aware of the generational conditioning without having to put a word to it at the time so i kind of was in and out the home at that point sleeping on my girlfriend's porch working at two in the morning you know um a car a couple of times cousin's couch a couple of times and i just kind of kept bouncing for a little bit because it's like you can't really stay in any of those environments too long at least not for me like i i one i didn't want to be an obligation uh two i felt like it was it was on me, like yeah. it was like I needed to figure this out in some in some way, some capacity, and I also didn't want to really talk to too many people about it. Well, like what was happening. I didn't want to like, I didn't I didn't look at it as a really big thing. I looked at it as a thing that I needed to do for myself, and in order to do what I needed to do for myself, it's like it required me not to be in the home, and that started mm-hmm. around sixteen.
2: Right.
1: And so I think it really began there. College became a, a little scapegoat. I got in a little bit early for like a, an accelerated program to kind of get extra credit. So I was able to stay on campus, which came at the perfect time before college started. Oh, dope. And, you know, it was really strange to be here because it was like that was my home. And it's like when people went home for holidays and stuff, I didn't. I stayed. And it was just weird thing where I kind of felt... I don't know, I almost felt like an orphan in a way, even though I wasn't like it's not like my mom didn't want me in a home. Like I was being that stubborn. Like I I was like, look, I need to go off and do my thing, whatever that is. Right. And so that's a lot of where it came, you know, and that's where a lot of where I think the the loneliness started to set in. I think at that point it was loneliness rather than being alone. Eventually it transformed into being alone, which I found to be different. You know, one is a choice and one is you know it's just kind of it's a lot of times feeling sorry for yourself and, and creating like a self-fulfilling prophecy that no one loves you, no one loves me like I gotta do this all on my own so I would say that there go some of the toxic places behind self-reliance like where I think on the back end it's great to be able to do it for myself, teach to others but also had to within that learn that it's okay to lean on somebody's shoulder as well like it's okay to ask for help and even say that you need help
2: right
1: you know um even if that is just your personal faith even if it's like look god help me even if it's you know calling the angels whatever it is everybody has their own personal faith yeah i think where you are with it is more important like to to know and identify even within that structure of being self-reliant what is your belief as for a higher power something that is bigger than you and um You know, so when I was in college, eventually I found my way after like four major shifts into exercise science. Mm. Eventually I became a physiologist of the body and the human mind. And it was about 10% of my curriculum that had to do with psychology. Because in order to get people to make better choices around diabetes, osteoporosis, and the other diseases that we were learning how to treat and manage around the human body, what you would go through, blood illness, whatever, cardiac, heart issues, failure... Um, you know fat cells growing in areas that they're not supposed to be which is causing tumors and cancer so learning stuff like that Mm -hmm. and some of its base levels you had to understand the psychology of why people make the decisions that they do and how to get them and motivate them to make changes without also creating an environment where it feels like they're only doing it because of you
0: that's interesting
1: so that was what I think my obsession kind of came behind the psychology. That was the piece that allowed me to start putting the science to my actual experience. And then I was able to continue that after college and I started doing social experiments in different countries around the world, Thailand, Germany, and I was going to hostels and I would literally create social experiments with the guest. So they became my sample. Like, whether they knew it or not, all the time they didn't know it. Sometimes I let people know, I need guinea pigs, right? It's like, I need something to test it. (laughs) Right. Um, And I had another pool to test it before I left. I was running some group training. So, you know, I think the average age was like 35-year-old men and women Mm -hmm. doing group training. Most of them had kids. The home by then, the money wasn't so much of a problem for them as much as, like, they needed community. They needed to get their health back in check because of however they strongholded their way forward in their careers prior and you know i had about 16 to 25 people in a class sometimes and then i started having interns and you know it kept rising so i had a sample size there as well where it was in the space of exercise but they very quickly realized that like the exercise wasn't why they kept coming back it wasn't why they stayed and kept signing up year after year it was the fact that their their psyche was changing like they literally changed metaphysically and physically on a chemical level and I was able to show them that without having to put the extra scientific jargon involved Mm. and just show them that in a very plain and simple way of like, here's what's happening and here's why it became so easy for you when it's been so hard the rest of your life, prior. Wow. It's
0: all about your mindset.
1: I wouldn't say it's all about your mindset, but it's a major piece.
0: Yeah. So let's take a step back for those like me that just need it broken down a little bit deeper give me what is self-reliance like you gave us your story of how you got here but let's take it back to what is that
1: it's being able to be the final backstop when all else goes wrong okay so jim rome said that i don't know if anybody knows jim rome you might know tony robbins yes tony robbins mentor at one point was jim rome so he's obviously a lot older right yeah and he said He was the first person I heard to talk about self-reliance and he spoke and he said essentially it's being able to be the final backstop when everything else is draining out when all the other fans go when the support goes whether it's uh, familiar support from family members social support from friends uh, professional support from teachers mentors and colleagues there's always a point where you will be alone at the end of the day you did come into the world by yourself unless you were a twin at the end of the day you're most likely going to go into a coffin by yourself right and all in between you coming into this world and leaving this world you will have plenty of moments where you will be alone like this is the reality and if you're not there's another side of it where you can be too dependable on people and that happens very much as well right and this is where we get codependency which is a lot easier to fall into than to be able to rely on yourself In a personal opinion so I think it's ultimately being able to be the final backstop and also being able to recognize when you don't have to be. Like, because it's important to know, like, there's a balance to everything, right?
0: I think that's the tricky part because, for, I mean, there's a balance. It's very, a very fine line, right? Yeah. Like, it's hard to find that balance. I like to think of it more like juggling, sure, right? Like, if I'm in the different spheres of my life, I'm not going to have it perfectly balanced. Like, I might be spending a little bit more time in my business than I would with my family. But then I got to, like, juggle that knowing that it's okay that I'm going to be off for a second. But then I got to bring it back, right? Like, again, finding that balance, but never fully finding balance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on that.
1: I mean, I think it's 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 the framework of a lot of minds. Yeah. And I think what you just said, what we may not recognize sometimes is, where did you hear that from?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and where did they hear that from? and where did they hear that from? and sometimes it becomes the classroom where everybody has the same answers and they're all cheating off the same person but no one knows where their source is mm-hmm. so we talk about balance in almost the same way you did a lot yeah. and we have some sort of expectation that doesn't actually exist around balance and it comes a lot to exactly what you just said and this is just again my own personal take on it. Yeah. So I think what I what I've come to understand is, when it comes to the balance, be willing to try something, and fail. Like you spoke about juggling, when you first pick up the three balls to juggle, did you know what you were doing?
0: Heck no.
1: <laughs> you, 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 how many times? I don't did you even
0: juggle? juggle in real life. You don't know, juggle in real life. So. But I think of it that way, not because. I mean, I think I've heard that analogy. Don't ask me yeah. where I don't remember, but like i've experienced that where i mean most days i feel good like i'm able to find a balance sure but i think that's a lot where communication comes in with the people around you um knowing that i'm not going to get it perfectly balanced every time like having grace with myself can
1: i can i ask you just a question yeah yeah is that the mission
0: the mission
1: of is balanced is it is it like your mission like do you wake up and you have one of your mantras that says no today i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna balance everything no it's not you know no. so i think that's part of it right there is like i don't even really ever put pressure on balance yeah balance i think just creates itself like by you allowing yourself to explore
0: Ooh, I and like
1: just not shame yourself yeah you know the
0: balance creates itself it creates itself when you focus on the right things when
1: you focus and when when you focus on the things you also don't want Mm. which also helps you focus on the things you do want right that creates a natural balance that manifests equilibrium at least in my thought at least in my thought process that makes
0: sense to me because when you are focused on the right things or you know creating the life
2: that you want
0: Mm -hmm. then the balance comes like you don't have to put so much emphasis on trying to force it yeah if that makes
1: sense i think the force is a lot of where we kind of jack ourselves up facts you know like (laughs) and and i say that being somebody like i am i forced a lot of things like i look to i look to kind of spearheaded my way through a lot of things and in many ways it worked and in other ways it showed me why it's not supposed to always work even if it does work right and so i've learned through that to one not do that anymore (laughs) like i don't necessarily need to anymore and it's nice to know that i can if it's necessary because i do think there's always going to be a moment where it's like look you know you got to put in an extra hour you know look you got the focus right now, you got the drive. You don't need to get up. Just stay down and keep going until you until until that drive goes, until that enthusiasm and, and that passion is drained out. Right. And then as a part of that, don't try to go force yourself tomorrow because you got such a high today. See how you feel tomorrow. You might not and most likely won't have that same drive if you did that extra OT on the day before. Right. So don't force it. And what that I think balance comes more down to A lack of force when i'm speaking about it and i I want to say what i mean with that when we don't force we allow space for things to fill up if you let's say have explored this journey of self-reliance a part of the benefit that comes from being self-reliant is you know your values right like you know your beliefs you spend time on them Right. You cultivate them, you practice them, you polish them, you develop them and so to bring that f- back full circle, it makes it easier to not force you don't need to as much because you know, look I really don't align with that
0: right
1: And you spoke to me about that prior you were like, look yep. like my personal beliefs I don't align with that right, right Did I try to force my way in through with the the, the side <laughs> beliefs that I spoke right, on right no. or did I just shift and say hey look like this is also a part of my life yeah which is what we're talking about now
0: exactly definitely
1: so that created the balance it still allows me to sit right here with you live in person
0: right i love that so tell me a little bit about i guess the science or the psychology behind self-reliance yeah what does that look like because ultimately we're going to get to practical steps right how can listeners and people that are listening to this um implement what we're talking about right mm-hmm. like okay that sounds great Parnell, but how do i do it but before we get there tell me about the science how you were creating these social experiments as sure. you were traveling what were some of the things that you were putting into practice that you were teaching them
1: you know so the one that comes to mind and i'm not sure this particular social experiment was around self-reliance as much as it was about. Um, perception versus reality
2: okay
1: so i won't go too crazy into it because it was primarily an experiment that i created based off of perception versus reality
2: right
1: but i do believe that it ties a little bit into self-reliance so with this particular social experiment what i did was i was in thailand i was in phuket and i was at a place called the chill hub hostel and it was beautiful it actually looked a lot kind of like what we're at right now but way smaller right it was still a hostel yeah and so there was about nine people or so and i have an obsession with culture Mm -hmm. i love culture especially when there's multiple cultures in one room when you have somebody from japan and you got somebody from germany and you got somebody from bali indonesia like a real balinese i love when you get that and i had that set up you know i think there was two people from the u.s one was california one was jersey one was from china which is super rare in that in the environment that we were in based off of some of the the parts that she was actually from but you know there was a portuguese girl so everybody had a very different upbringing right and so i actually created aliases i thought about how did i perceive these people and i put them into like almost like animals in a sense like animal personality traits okay. so one of them was like a wolf all right i think one i actually put as one i called the ocean literally and like I knew why it meant the ocean for her. Part of it was her eyes. This woman had like eyes that literally would like, they would wave and, and, and swirl like the ocean. Like mm. they were deep. They, her eyes were the color of the ocean and they were as deep as the ocean. Wow. And she had such a bright, bright soul, almost like she's never done anything bad in her entire life. It was <laughs> like, how can one still be so innocent in a world like today? Wow. That's kind of how it felt and it felt like she was literally as deep as the ocean and she only cracked the surface of how great she was going to be in his life and that was my perception of her
2: right
1: that was not her perception of her and so this is kind of how i started creating this perception versus reality is like helping everyone understand that everyone has a different reality operating at the same exact time my reality of myself is different than your reality of how you view me right But after this podcast interview, that reality will change again. Your perception will alter again. Just like it altered from the first time I met you in the cafe. Let's have coffee. Right,
2: right.
1: Just like it altered again when I met you at the birthday party and you saw me pull up in an all-white party with you.
2: Right, right.
1: Each one of those has created a completely different perception. It's changed every time. Mm. So this particular social experiment, I literally created it. I created some aliases. And I was like, for like, I think like a day or two, I was like observing literally everybody prior and then i filled everybody in one by one i had one by one interview people secretly like everybody go to the beach and i was like hey jamie can you you stay behind real quick so i got through like six people before finally people were like What's going hey, when's, on? <laughs> when's my yeah? What's going on? And when's my interview? Right, like, and so that's eventually what started to happen. So that happened thankfully, only around the last like two, three people. Mm-hmm. And I just told everybody, I was like, "Hey, look, like, you're all gonna know later, but like, for now, just like, keep it to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's gonna come out." And so I just documented it. I, I video recorded it. I asked them some questions that I kind of set up prior. Honestly, right now in the moment, I don't remember, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. Um, It was interesting. At the end of the day, and I created like a gift. I gave away a coaching for free. Like I gave away some of my coaching for free for the quote unquote winner. Like I forgot what was the requirements to kind of win. I think whoever kind of guessed what their profile was based off of the alias, uh, the avatar that created, whether you were the ocean or the wolf or the spy. One was the spy. And it was really awesome to see who people thought they were because people didn't really think they were. Who they thought they were. So they
0: had to try to guess themselves. They had
1: to guess themselves. The
0: profile that you kind of put. The profile
1: that I put. Ah. Which is now interesting because they weren't really trying to guess themselves. They were trying to guess what was I trying to guess about them. How I perceived them to be. Not who they thought they really were.
0: That's so crazy.
1: So this was a part of the entire experiment. And you know there goes how self-reliance kind of put itself back into play. It's like they were more relying on what I was thinking. About how I judged them how they at least perceived that I judged them, not how they viewed themselves. No one thought about how they viewed themselves.
0: They were trying to figure out what does he think about me? What does he
1: think about me? Wow. And I thought it was highly interesting. This is what I mean when I said I created social experiments throughout my travels, where it's like, I don't know. Like, for me, it's just fun. Like, it's literally just a hobby. It's like, I was on vacation.
0: He's a geek. We're back at it. I'm a geek. You're back at it. (laughs)
1: We're geek You know what I mean Like you know The psychology behind it all Like so I really cool became though. super interested Behind why do we make decisions we do yeah. And I would stop relying on You know as a scientist I've witnessed a lot of mm, Inconsistencies And big egos mm. You know Because when you're a scientist If you prove something first You get to put your name on it Right So people get more obsessed with I want my name on this I want to own this theory you know, Albert Einstein is now known for M equals MC squared.
2: Right.
1: Nikola Tesla is known for his things. And most of his stuff got stolen by like Thomas Edison and other different engineers because mm. he didn't care about the social fame and the status of it. So there's the problem with the world of science. It's like there's a personal interest involved where there's a lot of cynics at the same time. So I started like looking at it like, look, I need to go off and do my own things because they were saying certain things like we can't cure cancer. And I'm like, you guys are lying. Right. And there's plenty of doctors that can attest to this, but they won't because they can't because mm-hmm. they'll lose their license. And I was looking at it like, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm just an exercise physiologist. I didn't continue my education. Even if I did, I wouldn't have lasted in there. And I recognized that, which is why I never went back. And I was like, look, I'm going to conduct my own experiments. I'm going to look to do it unbiased. I love that.
0: How you were able to take a step back and look, not try to fit yourself in that what is it the, the peg doesn't fit. Just that fit world, the p- yeah. Like the square don't fit the circle peg <laughs> right, or something like that. the right, square peg don't like the fit the circle or something fit, like that. And then people try to make themselves fit when you're not supposed to be there to begin with.
1: And that's exactly what happened with the social experiment. Right. If we were trying to make themselves fit into what they thought my mind was working and how I viewed or judged them. Hmm. When I did the interviews afterwards, I would love to go back and find some of them because they were so interesting what people were saying. I
0: need to see those videos. People were mind (laughs) blowing.
1: Everybody was like blowing their own minds. That's the funny part. Like
0: Like you surprised yourself.
1: Yeah. Most of them were surprising themselves.
0: That's so interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So would you say self-reliance has a lot to do with confidence?
1: Absolutely. It's a part of it.
0: I feel like there's so m- it's like an onion. I feel like each time we talk, like there's another layer that it, gets pulled back. Like it's so intricate. It's it, so beautiful and complex. That's how
1: life really is. You know, I think sometimes this we try to do life the same way, right? We try to fit the square peg into the circle hole. Right. We try to pretend that it's not complex as it is. Like it's almost like sometimes I think no one really like puts into perspective that we're a planet, yeah, Mother Earth floating around the sun and revolving it, and like eighty percent of it's made of water, mm-hmm. and the moon controls so much of the tides, where it's like eighty percent of our this planet, which we don't live on, we don't live in that eighty percent water. So we're living on that 20% of land And most of that land is still inhabited Most of that land is empty Other than the major cities And some towns surrounding the major cities And I think sometimes we just forget How complex things really really are Like And in one way it's like It's not that any of our lives are insignificant Because I don't believe that at all Me
2: either
1: You know I don't believe that at all But there's another side of it where it's like Sometimes it's like we almost try to put ourselves bigger than the biggest without necessarily considering what that might even be. Like even just looking at it from a, a science, even from a scientific standpoint of the earth is 80% water, 20% are living on land, you know, this planet is very tiny.
2: Yeah.
1: Like in comparison to what we do know does exist. And it's really hard for us to fathom this. Like, how big is the sun really?
2: Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Like what is its true importance? Like, it's literally feeding life. In every capacity, is making us shine. It's we look at a person that hasn't gotten sun in five days. They're depressed. They're mal- nu- They're they're malnourished, right? They're yeah. not getting the certain vitamins and the nutrients. Look at a plant if it doesn't get sunlight and water, basic necessities, like it'll die. And I think when we start coming back to understanding, like, look, we're also seventy percent water, right? Like, and the rest of us is made up of like gases and very few solid physical things.
0: You're a plant with emotions. Like, get yeah. some sunlight, drink water. Basically. Basically. Yeah.
1: We're a plant with emotions and a conscious. You know, we get to make f- free will right. a part of our lives as right. the only species that can do so. Which changes a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: Just like back to that social experiment. It's almost like, you know, the moment you recognize you're being observed, you behave differently.
2: Hmm.
1: If you ever look in a petri dish, you look at an organism or you look at blood, blood will move, how it moves normally. But as soon as you look through that uh, stethoscope, that's not a stethoscope. What is that thing called? A telescope? microscope? microscope. Yeah. As soon as you look through the microscope, the blood begins to now behave differently.
0: That's so interesting.
1: If you look at anything close enough, you'll notice that it always begins to behave differently. Think about a human being. Oh, yeah. You've been in a cafe. Let's talk coffee. Yep. Can you not feel sometimes when somebody's staring at the back of your neck? Yes. But did you look back and actually see them looking at you sometimes? No. Nope. You just know. You just feel it. You feel it. And you begin to act differently as soon as you're being observed. Mm. Why is that? Everything's alive. Like everything everything is alive, you know? The plant is alive the human obviously is alive but it's like you're so much more like your skin is the largest organ on your body whether people recognize it or not and it's like it's alive yeah when you cut yourself what does it do it responds it sends more blood to that cut area it begins to look to clot the blood so it can stop the bleeding and then it looks to protect and cover it so it hardens itself all of this you don't have to think about it but it just does it. it just does it yeah so everything is alive everything has its duty it's responsibility
0: It's so cool to think about it's like these are the things that i mean these are the conversations that people don't have
1: no (laughs) like
0: things that you know but maybe you've forgotten or just being reminded like how incredible we are
1: incredible
0: like
1: this is why i love self reliance because like you begin to really see experience explore and really embody how incredible you as an individual really is. And
0: I think that's part of something that I love to do, especially with young adult women, Yeah, is that I see so many of them, since we talked about kind of like, you know, how confidence has a role to play, um, being self-reliant. Like, do you not realize like the power and the authority that you have? Mm -hmm. And I see many of them you know as was I when I was a young adult but very broken very insecure
2: mm-hmm.
0: feeling like they're in a crowd of people but still lonely yet not being able to be by themselves either like they don't know how to act when they're alone yeah you know what I'm saying like, I would, like I would date myself like people have a hard time going out to eat alone like i would go on dates with me
1: going on dates alone is probably one of my favorite things to do
0: i think it's so necessary
1: Zakia spoke about that recently i think on her story
0: yeah
1: yeah you know because again it's like even that moment right there being able to date yourself like that's a that is an example
2: right
1: that is an example of how you can practically apply self-reliance like Literally, it, 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 and sometimes it's just like, break the word into two. What is reliance?
0: To depend on.
1: And what is self?
0: Me, myself.
1: To depend on yourselves. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just like, look, let's take a step back and let's really break it down for your simplicity. So, being able to go out to lunch for yourself, like you spoke about the woman, it's like being able to depend on yourself. Doing that is part of practicing the skill of being self-reliant. Mm. It's not always some grand thing, right? Like, it's not like we don't always have to take some course to go learn how to be self reliant. We don't need to always have a coach or mentor to walk us through the steps of being self reliant. Can it help? Obviously, sure, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But part of being self reliant is also doing that for yourself. Like, there always has to be a point, even with everyone I work with, from a client base, from a friend base, whatever, it's like there always is a point where I need them to graduate. (laughs) Right. I need you to go.
0: Because ultimately, you can't do it for them. No. You have the tools. You have maybe the resources, the blueprint. Right. Right? To help them get there. But they've got to do it.
1: And I want them to do it. Right. Like, I don't want anybody to be dependent on me. Mm. Like, if there's a moment where it's like they need that, like, I fully respect, understand, and even, like, encourage them to do what they need to do. But there is always a moment there's always a point like two of my clients just dropped out one week after one this sunday that just passed and one the sunday prior and i'm so excited where they both want to continue working with me they literally both want to continue working with me but through the stuff we've gone through they also are at the point where they're super excited to practice and apply it without me right they're literally like oh my god I, i can't wait to keep working with you Right. right now, I'm only taking my step out because I need to continue to digest, apply, practice, and know that I could do this on my own.
0: Come, they'll come back to you at a new level.
1: And they always do. Yeah. And it's the best. It really is one of the best feelings in the world. Because one of them, like, one of the, actually the guys, this is like his third time coming back and he just left out. Yeah. Over like a three, four year span.
2: Wow. And
1: there's all a bunch of people in between. And each time the guy has come back. Like one of them, he came to my retreat that I had in Colombia. He flew in, first time out the country. Wow! And to see him there in person, <laughs> after like, you know, I think we worked together two years prior, and he's just been following the journey in between. And he sent me other people that had helped him get up, and he sent them in. And to see him again in person in Colombia, I was looking at somebody that I didn't recognize, but it's something I also at the same time kind of expected expected in a sense him to be as mature as he was even though i didn't know how that was gonna show up right and it was awesome
2: yeah
1: it was the best feeling ever it was like who the heck are you <laughs> the way he walked the way he carried himself the, the way he became so mature the way he started taking responsibility for his own emotions i love that. everything about him was like yo bro you on the glow up and meanwhile he got quieter he got more silent and it was Mm -hmm. one of the main indicators that let me know that he's been doing the work
0: right because you don't have to say everything (laughs) you don't have to say everything that comes to mind i think sometimes um our silence speaks louder our actions speak louder you don't feel like you have to defend yourself or turn up at every given second
1: deepak chopra
0: oh my gosh
1: deepak chopra said that he taught me that lesson when the quarantine. I read his book. I think it was something like the Seven Spiritual Laws or something like that. Uh-huh. And he said, um, you know, never defend yourself. It was almost like as soon as you begin to defend yourself, you also know you're speaking from a place of insecurity.
0: Right. I've heard that.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Obviously, he was a lot more clever with it, but it was kind of like part of the takeaway for me. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And it was like, yeah, that's absolutely right.
0: Be 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 okay and be confident with where you stand yeah without feeling like you have to defend or convince exactly somebody else exactly i want to talk about practical steps cuz that was a, a part of my story like i felt like i was so stagnant for yeah. a long time and i wasn't putting any action forth but before we get there i want to ask you maybe to clarify for maybe someone who's listening like self-reliance is important and very necessary but where do you define Mm-hmm. Or find when let me think how do I want to say this, like when do I need to ask for help when I you feel like you do just when you feel like someone that I mean I'm sure we have a lot of people that are you know like I'm independent and I can do it, and i'm you know I can do this for myself, but there's i I think that there's a point in time where it's okay to ask for help and to lean on others and their strengths if you're if you're struggling, yeah, so whenever you feel like you need help
1: just don't be afraid to ask don't be afraid to ask but you know it is not that it even though I think it quite frankly it is that simple many I can understand they don't treat it that simple
0: right right we make so, it more complicated than it needs to be probably yeah
1: yeah so I will honor that honestly full circle and I'll say a part of being self-reliant is being able to observe yourself hmm. one technique right now one skill I want you to imagine right now, whoever's listening, a spider on the wall. So with you and I being right here as we sit, imagine there was a spider on the wall just watching us the whole time. So we kind of forget it's there, but we know it's there. Right. Learn to become that spider on the wall. Practice being that spider on the wall. So it's almost like watch yourself watching us literally yeah. like watch yourself watching us so think right now how do i look sitting next to this dude right now like what if i'm looking at myself from up on this wall how do i feel do do i feel comfortable sitting next to him right now mm-hmm. like to be able to be more objective and like take the personal feelings out where oh you know i like this guy because i met him you know between a mutual friend and she said he's cool so you know he's cool but like take a second and be more objective and like observe for yourself. Mm. Is this guy really cool? Is he just cool for her? Do I feel safe right now in this environment with him? So like one practical skill right now is I learned like to learn to beat a spider in the wall and understand that the spider is a meticulous creature. It's not in a rush. It's 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 highly methodical. It its web is intricate within itself and it's designed to allow its prey or its manifestation or what it needs to come to it. It's not chasing it. Right. It just does what it knows it needs to do. It builds the web. It lays the eggs and it just waits. Right. And it comes home when it's time to eat. Mm. So that's just one skill right there. And I brought that up observation Because when you're, part of being self-aligned is to be able to find that middle line that you can observe from. Not the line where you're observing from a place of depression, from a place of greed, from a place of hate. Not a place where you're observing from a place of a high, you just want an award, you got your stimulus check coming in. Hmm. But to be able to sit there and be the spider on the wall, objectively, without any personal feeling, without the low dip, without the high dip, to be able to watch those dips, Watch the ebb and the flow. That will always go. Right. It will always ebb and flow. Like, if you have reached the height of success, you will reach the depths of all things ugly. Right. And if you went that low, if you just hold on long enough, you're going to go that much higher. Mm -hmm. That's how the roller coaster works. Right. So if you can learn to observe, this is one little practical step. Find and do whatever you think you need to do to be able to look at your life as the spider on the wall. Who's observing from the middle line. The line that's not invested personally because you're married to the person. So that even if you're married to the person, you can look at it objectively and say, okay, behind his anger right now, what is really happening? Okay, he's hurt because of the relationship that he has with his mother. And he really needs to talk to her. And he's not actually yelling at me. He's hurting himself. So this is not actually my fault in the moment. But if I can maintain this middle line and observe, I can help him to find his middle line to observe. Because then when he finds that answer for himself, then the change begins to happen. I can't because I can see this, tell him this is what you need to do because this is what I've observed and this will work if you do it. That may be very well true.
0: That's not what he wants to hear right
1: now. And it's not what he will listen to because then that's when his defenses will rise. Yep. And he'll become defensive. How we just spoke about earlier, which now, you know, he's speaking from a place of insecurity.
2: Mm.
1: And when people get insecure, they get even more defensive.
2: Right. It's like
1: a crab that wants to or a turtle that wants to go back into its shell and say, look, I'm going to stay here in my happy place. Right. Even if that place is miserable, it's my happy place because I know the miseries that exist here.
2: Comfortable.
1: It's super comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's just one. Um, one, A second, you mentioned it already. Go on a date with yourself and make it h- h- habitual. Yeah. Especially if you haven't done this prior and you're listening. If you never went on a date alone and you feel awkward to go somewhere and sit by yourself, set up a day and pick a restaurant that you like. Or if you're anything like me, try to pick a new restaurant consistently uh, yeah. and set it up. It's like, look, Thursdays at 2 p.m., these are my lunches. My phone is off. I'm going for myself. Maybe I bring a journal. Maybe I bring a book. And maybe those books and journal just sit there. And like literally learn that it's okay to just sit there. So yeah. some days just go. A lot of times I go places without my phone. That's why I told you before I came. I was like, look, hey, you are you going to meet me in the lobby? Because I don't keep cell phone service. Right. By not keeping cell phone service, that's another tip. This is one, two, three. There you go. This is one, two, three. Another tip to become more self-reliant. When you don't have cell phone service and I can't call, what you going to do? You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Now it opens up your life and allows you to start living. Because now you got to ask the doorman, hey, is this the Lunata? Oh, two buildings down? Thank you. Oh, my God, you know my cousin Jimmy? Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, right. who would have ever guessed? Rather than, oh, nope, I'm in Uber. Uber takes me there. It takes me there. Done. Not that that's bad because i took a taxi here today right you know what i mean but even still the taxi didn't come straight to my crib i had to walk about three blocks and before i got the taxi
2: right you
1: know what i'm saying and then from there we had a conversation and it's like and then all of that in between we met at the same exact time in the lobby I, i pulled up at the same time as you pulled up
0: that's right you did
1: all that happened without force like life happens how it's supposed to happen when we don't force it thinking that we're supposed to do something so that's one two three right there if i try to reiterate them
2: yeah learn
1: to become the spider on the wall and work from that observation point the middle line not the low where you're in a space of i need money and you're being greedy not the high where you're like all right you know i got that stimulus check or all right i got my grant and i'm i'm up right now so like boom let's do this but from the middle,
0: not being led by emotion,
1: not being led by the emotion. Right. Watch the emotion. Don't ignore the emotion. Don't pretend the emotion is not real. Don't pretend it doesn't exist. Accept the emotion and don't shame yourself for the emotion. Don't be sad or pissed off that you're that you um, let's say that this girl hurt you.
2: Right, right. Like,
1: OK, she hurt you. Don't continue to hurt yourself about the fact that she hurt yourself by now falling deeper into more self-destructive habits and everybody has their own vices. Mm-hmm. All right, like she hurt me, whatever, I'm just going to smoke a joint. Or, all right, she hurt me, whatever, I'm going to just eat myself into a coma. Right, like right. You know, like, so don't shame yourself and observe from the middle line and say, you know what? This hurts. Like, this happened to me recently. I had to sit there and own up to it. I like, just recently went through a little breakup. I was dating somebody here, local.
2: Yeah. And
1: I was like, I was surprised a little bit. And I was like, oh, wow, this hurts.
2: Yeah.
1: I was like, I'm, I'm hurting. And I, and I was surprised. I was like, man, it was like a month and a half. Like, And I'm like, this actually hurts. Yeah. And it's crazy because I, because I allowed myself to go through that. Because I relied on myself in that moment. And I didn't get obsessive with the self-reliance. I took some days in my home alone. I, meetings I was supposed to have with some people. I was like, look, like you know what? I got to take this time right now. And I need to sit home. I need to sit with this emotion. Yeah, But at the same time, when another friend asked, like, hey, you want to go to a cenote? I was like, yes. I went to the cenote. I knew I wasn't in the best of mind. I was in the best shape ever, but I allowed myself to go with two more friends to the cenote. And even while I was there, I still enjoyed my time with them and still took some solitude to be in the nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of that through the through the week, through the last week has happened. Where today... You know, I've taken uh, uh, some more days back by myself. I've taken some more days just with one-on-one intimate friendships, like like close friendships that I could just talk and without having to be in party environments. Yeah. In the middle, I went to a birthday that I happened to meet you again. Right. So all this stuff happened in between. Mm. And I allowed myself to process what happened. So all of that wasn't just me being alone and me just saying, you got to get through this yourself. But observing that, okay, a little bit of front time will be good, but I don't want to be with a lot of people. Dope, one-on-one. Okay, I want to do this a birthday, and you know what? It's going to be good for me to get around a lot of people at this time. All right? Dope. That's about nine people or so we're with. And then it's like, okay, today, no, you know what? I said yes, I want to come to you, come with you to dinner, but to be honest, I know that I should go to sleep. And I know that by going with you to dinner, I would be running from myself right now, and I'd be running from this hurt. So I'm not going to go because I'm not going to run from my hurt right now. Right. Like there's a difference. And so all of that through the steps today, I'm going and boxing. I woke up today. I was on fire. I didn't do work in about two weeks from my birthday. I got sick. That took me out for like six days, two weeks ago. And then after that, like I'm still dealing with these emotions. Right. Yeah. And then after that, it's just like I'm in a blank slate where I'm leaving Mexico in three days and I'm going to a new stage of my life. So instead of just being busy being productive to be productive or just to be busy
2: yeah, and yeah. distract
1: myself i was like you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna allow myself to sit with this and today i kid you not i woke up and i was able to really come full circle and see all the mm. things i have to be grateful for mm. today two years ago today two years ago i was in a movie with spike lee and he won the oscars i was only reminded by that by being present enough to see that today was the oscars and look at it and say wow, wow i remember this dude wanted to move. And then, boom. it was in. The, and then now, it's still on Netflix today. And it's crazy. And it's like, i was be able to be grateful that one of the last movies that Chadwick Boseman was in, I was also casted in. Mm. And so, this was like the beginning of my morning. Then I was like, dope. This morning is off to a great start. Then I went to boxing. Went to boxing. I learned all these new things. Had a new trainer there today, too. And it was awesome. And I'm leaving the place I'm at. And who do I walk by? The ex-girlfriend. And she didn't even have She literally had the nerve to pretend I didn't even exist Like I literally was a blank ghost person I was like Thank you Pernell I literally wow. was like thank you Pernell For setting the boundary Knowing that you know what this hurts But not going back Not disrespecting myself mm. Literally honoring myself Valuing myself by saying look Yeah this hurts But I do know it's right Don't allow this hurt to slingshot me back to a place where I'm not gonna be honored not because they're not honoring me but because I'm not valuing myself enough by maintaining certain boundaries that are me right that I've learned and cultivated through my times of being self-reliant so to get back to the more practical tip sorry (laughs) about that but you know that was a little tangent no Um, but it's
0: good to see like how this can play out Yeah, like how this really, what it looks like in real life. Yeah. Right? And you're able to speak from your own experience. Like, we're going to have, like you said, like this is not something that you're going to wake up tomorrow and know how to do. Like Mm -hmm. it takes practice. It takes time to cultivate it and to exercise that muscle. Yeah. Right? And to build it and to strengthen it. Um, And as you do these practical steps, as you date yourself, as you learn to become the spider on the wall and observe kind of like the outsider looking in Mm -hmm. not acting on your emotions feel them honor them yeah but not being led by them
2: yeah
0: um then you know you gradually start to figure out and know yourself and know what you need yeah like in that moment of you being in you know broken up you knew what you needed like this moment i need to be by myself Mm -hmm. but in this moment i think i need to be with some other people. Yeah. Some closer friendships. Some... um, It was
1: exactly what I needed that day.
0: You know? I remember being so
1: happy with myself that I let that happen. Because in past times, like, I would have been like, no.
0: Because you can fall into one of the two extremes. Either you sulk in it, and you're just like in this dark place, and you're pitying yourself, or you're running from it. Yeah. So you either feel it, and you feel it all the way to the bottom, or you're running, and you're filling your schedule and your planner with so much stuff that you don't have time to process
1: and i've created the victim mentality and did both
0: for, right <laughs> for,
1: for plenty of time
0: I'm de- I le- plenty of years i definitely i've learned recently to sit with my emotions and process them but i was definitely the runner for a long time like i would not it it, it hurts it doesn't feel good to sit with those yucky emotions yeah like it yeah. takes courage Right. It takes boldness. And I was always just like, all right, let me just keep myself busy. Right. Sure. Keep myself distracted. Um, until recently, maybe the last year or so. Where I was like, you know what?
1: Can't this keep it ain't up. It.
0: This ain't it. Can't keep it up. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. So, and you know, I was burning out. I was just feeling overwhelmed with yeah. emotion that I hadn't dealt with. with yeah. Stuff that I was trying to, like, suppress. Right. Get a
1: drop on your head top.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> a ton at, the of bricks. Wor- at the worst time. Yeah, a ton
1: of bricks <laughs> ton of brick.
0: So, man, that was so good So those are some practical steps um, I hope you all took notes during this Because we dove into a lot of golden nuggets And a lot of practical things That are going to help you along your journey To become more self-reliant um, I want to encourage you, like I said This isn't something that happens from one day to the next No Be patient with yourself Have grace with yourself um and enjoy the journey along the way you'll get there for sure pernell why don't you um let them know if they want to connect with you more where can they find you on social media um yeah honestly
1: um youtube and instagram is my two main channels at the moment you know p-e-r-n-e-l-l bobby b-o-b-b-y pernell bobby it's pretty much the same on every channel no matter where you look cool and um that's where you can reach out. I would, I would highly suggest that you, you send a message even if you just want to say hello. Yeah. Even if it's just you want to say, hey, look, I heard your podcast and, you know, here's what I took from it. All that stuff really helps motivate me as well to keep going, to keep sharing, to, to keep uh, expressing even the tougher moments where it's like, oh, dude, wow, this dude went on there and talking about he went through a heartbreak in a month and a half. And it's like, that's not something I wake up thinking I want to talk about. Right. But I think it's something that is important to share when the time is right. So th- that's when you can reach out any of those channels and, you know, big blessings. Uh, let's have coffee. Yes. <laughs> but next time I need you to bring some coffee. Shame. That was the first thing I said when I got, what a
0: coffee. No coffee today. Yeah. I was like trying to figure out the perfect spot to be able to have this. <laughs> but next time I will definitely bring the coffee, maybe an iced latte. Sounds really good.
1: Full circle. I appreciate you for, for making the stretch, yes. you know, because I know I was leaving out and um, so audio-wise, if you're listening, you know, the audio would have been better if I didn't make the push. I was like, look, like, I'm leaving in three, four days. Nothing's going to be better than having that energy live and in person. Yes. And uh, I'm happy she did that. So the audio was on me.
0: I think it's all right, though. I think it's important to... It doesn't have to be perfect. No. Progression over perfection, right? Exactly. Like, you use what you have and you make it work regardless.
1: The best is yet to come. And
0: I think that's great. So I'll definitely be putting your... Um, handles in the description so you guys can reach out to Parnell and say what's up. Let him know what you thought of this episode and just say hi. So I appreciate you. Love. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. Um, Until next time.